to KBOI Online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, if you were uh, hoping for money this morning, you're laying in bed, you're, you're listening to us. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. First of all, thank you for doing so. Uh, the unfortunate thing is, though, uh, you've got to get your butt up out of bed and go to work because you did not win the Mega Millions last night. Nobody did. Nobody correctly picked all the winning Mega Ball winners, so that means this Friday's drawing will be another drawing that will be worth over one billion dollars <laughs> with a b one billion with a b i don't think anybody can say that without sounding a little like dr evil <laughs> one billion dollars in, 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 in when i said that i pictured it in my head too yeah. one billion yeah but your, your pinky finger up to your uh, yeah one billion dollars now the uh projections right now and, and the projections are screwed uh, the the lottery can't make projections when they get this big worth a heck because um, even this last drawing was predicted predict, predicted to be uh, around seven hundred and ninety million dollars. Um, I didn't hear the final, but as of yesterday but, morning, but nobody won it. Yeah, it was already at eight hundred and ten mm-hmm. million dollars. So my guess is this could be one point one. Million. That's my guess. Billion. It's going to be one point one billion dollars by Friday. Dollars. Yeah. So once again, this is one of the largest drawings in history. There were um, five other winners that uh, won between one and three million dollars. That's cool. They uh, claimed the big prizes. Um, as a matter of fact, there were eight million dollar tickets that each matched the first five numbers, and a winning ticket uh, also um, had the megaplier. So they got three. Three million dollars. Oh, that's cool. They, they paid the extra dollar, kind of like you did. I don't know. Did you get yesterday's tickets for yesterday? Yeah, um, I, I didn't. I didn't match any numbers, but the previous drawing, I uh, won uh, two dollars with the multiplier of three, so I won six dollars. Ooh, you almost paid for all your tickets, then, didn't you? Uh, no, I was still down fourteen dollars. I. This is the crazy thing, and we. I, I had this discussion right out here in the hallways of mm-hmm. the uh, radio station yesterday because I didn't buy tickets yesterday. And for one specific reason, I felt that there was no, not going to be a winner. Hmm, and so I'm like, I'm not going to waste my money. Now, I probably will Friday, but I just, for some reason, I just felt that there was not going to be a winner yesterday. And okay, on Friday, do you feel there will be a winner? I, I think there's going to be a winner Friday. I do. Has the Mega Millions ever been over a billion before? Yeah. It um, has. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's been at 1.5 okay. billion. Has it, has it ever been uh, over a billion for two weeks in a row? <sighs> or two drawings. Yeah, I, th- I believe I believe so. I, I believe it got it, to get up to one point five billion dollars. I think it had to be. Wow. Yeah, I had to be up over that for two weeks in a row. So we'll see. Um, anyway, that drawing is coming up on Friday, so keep that in mind. Uh, other news uh, this morning, uh, officially beginning today at noon and running through Sunday uh, afternoon. Uh, we are in a uh, extreme heat warning. Mm. That'll get underway today. 103, as you heard from the uh, our, our weather forecasters a little bit earlier mm. this morning. Good news is might not be a recession. Bad news <laughs> is extreme heat warning. So keep it's that in mind. Something. It's not, and it's not going away. By the way, um, it's still on the way. Um, 
we always get an idea of what the heat index is going to look like by looking to the west of us. Uh, Portland yesterday didn't set records, uh, but they did have a very, very hot day yesterday. um, And there were records set throughout the northwest for uh, heat temperatures. But um, you might remember it was about this time last year that Portland was seeing temperatures as high as uh, 110 degrees. Mm -hmm. They're not going to see that this year, uh, but it, it did hit 100, which... In Portland, it very seldom does, but for the last two years now, you've yeah. had a couple of days where it hit 100 degrees. I didn't realize um, after last year, Portland made a law, and I guess nothing surprises me in Portland and in liberal states like that, but they made a law that if you are building a home, you are required now to put air conditioning in your home. Like central air. Uh, air in at least one room. Doesn't okay. have to be oh, central, so it can even be like a, a yeah. window air conditioner. But you, whatever. you by law now are required to put air conditioning in the home that okay. you're building, it, that, which just seems weird to me. If you want air conditioning, buy it. If you don't, don't buy it. <laughs> I don't. Oh, yeah. it, it's just I don't know. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about some weird laws um, in some of these liberal states. Uh, One that just amazes me that uh, apparently is going to be going on in San Francisco has to do with personal property and uh, well water. That the state is is going to start charging you for your own well water on your own private property. In addition, they're going to charge you... So they're going to charge you for... What you get out of your own property? Mm-hmm. Okay. And in addition, they're going to make you pay to keep track of the water that you use, mm-hmm. too. Just yeah, I'd probably, absolutely weird. If it comes up to a vote, I'd probably go no on that one. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to be able to come up for a vote. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. Closer to home, um, Idaho has another lawsuit. We predicted this. Um, Idaho uh, was sued over their law banning abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. This was the third lawsuit that has been filed by Planned Parenthood Great Northwest, Hawaii, Alaska, Indiana, Kentucky. Um, and they were joined by uh, family medicine doctor Caitlin Gustafson in the uh, lawsuit filed this week. They're asking the Idaho Supreme Court to overturn the ban because they said it's vague and unconstitutional. They also want the high court to hear arguments in the case. That will be on October. August 3rd, the same day the court is scheduled to hear arguments on the two other lawsuits. So, man, if you thought tickets to the uh, Supreme Court case were going to be difficult to get before, now there's three cases. It's going to be three times as hard to get those tickets. By the way, um, two words. I'm food trucks. I'm kind of being sarcastic here, but I'm not. Um, This was a story we told you about yesterday. If you would like to go watch this argument going on in the Idaho Supreme Court on August 3rd, you must reserve your seats. Mm-hmm. They're expecting reserve. they're expecting a sellout. Although it's <laughs> it, it won't cost you anything. Doesn't cost you anything. But you do have to reserve it before other people do. My, first come, first serve. My question is, what happens if somebody goes in there and uh, reserves all the seats? Can they can they then sell those seats? Is that legal in the state of Idaho? I don't know. I was asking that question yesterday. Uh, is it legal to uh, scalp tickets that it's, were given out for free? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. It would seem like you sh- it should be a no, but it's, I don't know well, because it, it might be scalping. Yes. It, scalping is legal we're, in Idaho. We're, I was going to say we're capitalist here, so yeah. you, you buy something and sell it for more. That's kind of the deal. You yeah, know? that's what you do. So uh, we'll talk about uh, that coming up here uh, this morning. Our phone lines are open at two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy. 
on your Verizon wireless uh, if you want to get through this morning. Um, it is 6.15. There are sports going on um, to talk about this morning. Let's go ahead and do that right now with Rick Worthington. Our first update of the morning, like all our updates, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Two locations in Meridian, just off Wells Avenue and in East Boise, off Gowan, right next door to Albertsons. Good morning. Most Seahawks fans were under the impression going into this week that the guy that would be leading the backfield this season would be Chris Carson. Uh-oh. Like Seahawks fans need anything more to happen to that squad. Seattle Seahawks running back Chris Carson plans to retire after five NFL seasons because of a neck injury. That's according to sources from ESPN. The team actually released Chris Carson after he failed a physical on Tuesday. Well, that's not good news. Carson's retirement is a blow to Seattle's backfield, but not a surprising outcome given the uncertainty of his uh, football future. Multiple Seahawks sources have expressed doubt in recent months that he would be medical cleared after having what Pete Carroll described as fusion surgery back in December. The team has been preparing to proceed without him. They re-signed Rashad Penny, who didn't do bad last year. Uh, They also drafted Kenneth Walker III in the second round of April's draft. So, Chris Carson appeared in the first four games of last season and was unable to return because of a neck injury. Carroll said last month that Carson still didn't have full range of motion and had yet to be medically cleared. Chris Carson, just 27 years old, a seventh-round pick out of Oklahoma State, and now retired from the NFL. Sorry, Seahawks fans. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Hugh Beaumont. As the beaver. <laughs> so, uh, Tony Bat Dow is uh, Facebook dead. He's still alive. He's Facebook dead, though. Okay, I don't get that. What's that mean? Um, Tony Dow uh, was announced yesterday of uh, Leave It to Beaver. He played Wally on the Beaver. Um, died yesterday. Um, except his family said, no, he's still alive and well. He's uh, here at home, resting but, comfortably. But somebody on Facebook said he was dead, but he um, wasn't. Huh? Uh, not just somebody. Uh, his spokespeople, his oh. agent confirmed that he had died. <laughs> Some of his family said, uh, released a statement saying it's a sad that's day. A, and That's a strange thing not to be sure about. That, that's what I thought. So um, now, in all fairness, um, he is at home in hospice care. Um, he was uh, confirmed to have cancer, I believe, in May of uh, mm-hmm. this year in fighting cancer. But um, his death is uh, was premature. Premature. Yeah. Um, he is still alive. Yesterday, that came a few hours what after. The, what was the old line? Reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> yes. And that was and that was the case uh, yesterday. So, you know, for those of you who may have watched Leave It to Beaver reruns. Um, He's in, in would have been sad. He, he's still alive. Well, some of the people out there probably saw them when they were new. That that could possibly true, mm-hmm. be true. Um, I never saw them when they were new, but I used to watch reruns all the time when I was yeah. a little kid. Love the show. Hey, Wally. <laughs> Gee, Wally. Um, one of the things I, I love. hated he has gone. As we were uh, talking about uh, the uh, abortion bam, um, 
here in Idaho in the uh, suits that were filed um, with the Supreme Court mandate uh, that was issued. Idaho's abortion ban will now officially start 30 days from yesterday. Okay. So it's more than a so month. So we do, we do have a date now. Yeah, more than a month after the U.S. Supreme Court announced it would overturn Roe v. Wade and return decisions on abortion rights to the states. The final court decision has set uh, in motion an Idaho trigger law that will um, limit abortions. Idaho's law will officially now go into effect 30 days after a Supreme Court judgment is issued, returning authority to individual states. That officially happened yesterday afternoon, so, so 30 days from August, yesterday. August 25th, then, is the due date, so to yes, speak? Yes, due date, so to speak, unless there's an abortion. Uh-huh. Um, in, in, Which they're going to try for early in August. Yes, August 3rd will be uh, a couple of lawsuits trying to uh, abort that Supreme Court law. Mm-hmm. So, once again, we kind of uh, left left that out in uh, the story, but I wanted to make that uh, fully aware now this is this is a different law than than the trigger law the trigger law um will go into effect sooner than that as a matter of fact uh, about a week 10 days sooner than that uh, because that law goes into effect after the first case which of course would trigger the law going into effect mm-hmm. happened and that happened in georgia so there's there's three different i know it's a little convoluted and confusing but uh that's why there are currently um, going to be three different lawsuits that are brought up by Planned Parenthood. Well, if, it, if it weren't convoluted Earth. and confusing, we wouldn't know it was the law, now would we? That could be uh, 100% correct. Mm-hmm. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Those are phone uh, numbers to get through if you want to partake in the show. Uh, another good reason to lock those into your speed dial this morning. A couple things that you can win. We've got a $50 gift certificate once again. Barrel House uh, Pub and Grill. We'll be giving that away for the Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Also, coming up tomorrow night, OAR, live in concert. Would you like to go absolutely free? If you would, stick around. We have a pair of concert tickets we're going to give away before 10 o'clock this morning. Those are the two numbers that you'll want to have available to call to win from News Talk KBOI. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Six forty one two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Our uh, good buddy is at it again, Chris. What is our good buddy doing? And um, I also also uh, who, who is our good buddy? David Rush. Ah. We've had it on our uh, show the a few different record breaking David Rush. Over two hundred and fifty Guinness Book of World Records and counting. We told you about the uh, two new world records uh, that he set last week. Um, he has broken another one. He captured a sharpshooting Guinness World Record by using a water pistol to hit 47 targets in 30 seconds. Three, two, one, go. All right, so we've got 45, 46, 47, and that 48 might be possible. Previous record of 37. And so if you've got a question about who's going to win the water fight between me and... And my son is me. <laughs> um, so the previous uh, record, um, he originally set the record at 36 targets, hit in 30 second, but seconds, but his record was broken by uh, Ashrita Furman, who managed 37 targets in that same time period. So he just blew that away. He said I think that I would I would need a visual on this. He improved his technique from uh, last attempt at the record and broke 47 his targets in 37 seconds. 
enough to capture the uh, record. And by the way, if you're still wondering why he does all this, it's to help promote STEM education. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever he's doing it, he's he's doing it to talk about and uh, get publicity for STEM education, and uh, so kind of kind of for a good cause, and uh, also gives him a lot of bragging rights. Over 250 Guinness Book of World oh, Records yeah. that he holds or hey, has hey, held at one time hey, or another. Hey, want to hear about something I do that's better than anybody else in the world? <laughs> well, sit, sit down for a while. You know, that that would be uh, kind of a interesting thing to uh, look into. Who holds the most? He may have a record for having the yeah, most th- we asked records him that. At, at one we time. We asked him that when he was here, and I think he said he was either first or second, possibly second, to somebody else. He does have a full-time job, and you know he's a teacher. Yeah, yeah. He's this isn't the only. He doesn't just travel around the country breaking records. Um, Stout uh, up 148 points after being down over 200 points as of yesterday. As a matter of fact, all three indexes were down yesterday. What is going to be interesting to watch today is what the Dow does because we we've seen this before, especially in uh, pre-market trading. When we're waiting, we're waiting for news to come out. And today's news that we're waiting on is what is the Fed going to raise the Fed rates? We, we already, it's an assumed notion that the Fed is raising rates. All right. It's also assumed it's going to be at least 50 basis points up to 100 basis points. So. The stock market is up, uh, like I said, the Dow's up 150 points as of right now. It'll be interesting to watch this as the Fed releases the information today. If it if it's at one, does it immediately drop like it has? I mean, we've seen 500-point drops when the news uh, had come out, whether it be jobs or the GDP was worse than yeah, everybody expected. True. And we sit there in real time, and, and within a few seconds, it goes from 250 points up to 250 points down like that. Mm. And we're, Chris hey, and Mike, I are, hey, Mike, what's your net worth? <laughs> Hang on just a minute. Chris and I are sitting there going, oh, there must be some bad news because that was a fast drop. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. If it's just 75 basis points, I think that's already built in. We'll, we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates coming up here uh, in about... 40 minutes, and uh, we'll find out whether or not what he thinks is going to happen today is 75 points, or will they try to make it more painful to get the economy to slow down, even though the Biden administration says that we're in a recession, but it's not a real recession. I don't know what that means, but... It means it's a a, um, a, a pseudo-recession. Okay. I don't know what that means either. Um, KBOI News Time is 645. Coin something I can copyright. <laughs> uh, time for another check on sports brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. It, today is Wednesday. And I know when it's 103 degrees out, probably soup, hot soup is not the first thing on your mind. However, this soup is so delicious and so popular, um, it could change your mind. Get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli today. One of their most popular soups every Wednesday happens. Made from scratch every Wednesday. Jalapeno, bacon, potato, cheddar don't believe me get in today and find out just how delicious it is team that up with a sandwich got yourself a meal good morning nfl training camps are getting underway and we're starting to see some scrutiny on certain nfl teams one such team has been the washington commanders they had quite a bit of uh, nonsense going on in the offseason so the commander's head coach ron rivera addressed the media yesterday morning at training camp and he said He's excited than he has, more excited, that is, than he has been in a long time because of how normal everything feels now. I'm a lot more excited 
uh, that have been in the past just because it, there is some some normal to this. You know, being able to, to see the guys, greet the guys, be around the guys, have you guys here for that matter. I mean, it, it is. Uh, we have warned them about you guys, so. Um, but but it is. It's good. It really is. And 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 I, I expect us in, in terms of, you know, really being able to engage with our players and develop that the, the type of relationship that you need going forward. And for as crazy as everything has been with Dan Snyder, Ron Rivera, you got to give it to him. He's a good dude, and he talked a little more about what's important to him as a football coach. As a football coach, okay. What I have to do is I've got to make this team presentable as a football team on the football field and in the community okay the players and coaches and we have to have success we have to go out and play why because we need the fans behind us fans get behind us give us support help build this up get some momentum going and some good things can happen i believe that because i know what this this area is capable of in terms of when the team's winning and they get behind them once again washington commander's head coach ron rivera talking about getting the fan support as they head into the upcoming season. I'm Rick Worthington. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Phone lines are open. If you want to uh, take part in the show, you can do it by more than just listening. You can actually call us up and give your opinions. We not only allow it, we encourage it. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also uh, call toll-free from wherever you might be listening at 1-800-529-5264. Those are also very important numbers to know because we have a lot of stuff that we're going to be giving away this morning. Um, as a matter of fact, we have tickets to OAR. That's going to be going on tomorrow night. Uh, just one of the many pairs of concert tickets that we're going to be giving away this week. Uh, Live Nation concert ticket deal. Uh, they're promoting their ticket deal right now where you can get tickets for $20. Now we're talking tickets that, you know, earlier you could have purchased for $70. There is a catch though. You do have to buy four tickets at a time. You can't buy single tickets. So it's $80 to some of the hottest concerts going on here in the Treasure Valley. Go to livenation.com forward slash Summers Live, or you can just listen here to News Talk KBOI. Like I said, we'll have a pair of OAR tickets that we'll be giving away this morning. In addition to that, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question coming up in the uh, 8 o'clock hour, $50 gift certificate. Once again, Barrel House Pub and Grill. All you have to do is answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with the global network. You see all the changes going on in the housing market. Uh, they can help you out. Whether you want to build a brand new home, they can help you with new construction. You want to sell a home, maybe you want to find your dream home, or maybe it's your first home and you want to know how you can get in for the least amount of money possible. They can help you out. A lot of first-time home buyers programs available to you. Call today, 208 888 4128. Our question today, uh, approximately 625,000 soldiers died in the Civil War, but only one-third died in battle. How did the other two-thirds of those soldiers die specifically? Not each single, not, not every single one, we're, we're the group as a whole. How, yeah, did, how we, did they die? I think we get that. If you know the answer, stick around. After 8 o'clock, we'll give you a chance to win that $50 gift certificate, compliments of Barrel House Pub and Grill. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 
You know, you got this heat wave. You got the extreme heat warning that's going in effect at 12 noon today through uh, Sunday, where temperatures every day expected to be above 100 here in the Treasure Valley. That's not even the hot spot um, here in in Idaho. It's hotter the further north you uh, go, apparently. But, hey, I'm good if uh, (laughs) if we don't get any warmer than that. You know, you got all the bad news that is going on, although the Dow looks like it's going to be opening up. So that's that's good news after yesterday being in the uh, red. Um, But uh, we can all take this as some good good news today. Uh, NFL camps have all reported for training camp. All right. First game a week from tomorrow. Yeah, exhibition game, obviously. Not a good one. <laughs> Unless well, you're a Raiders, what, Raiders fan or a Jaguars fan. What uh, exhibition game is a good one? Well, that's, that's also a good point. But, you know, by this time of year, I am jonesing so much for football that yeah. I'll watch anything. Yeah, so that's I true. So I will probably watch it, even though I don't like the Jaguars or the uh, Raiders, but I'll, I'll watch it because... Because it's football and it's it's back. And it's on. (laughs) Yes. Um, Because it's there. We talked uh, about the uh, hero in Indiana. Apparently, Indiana must be full of heroes. We talked about the man who stopped an active shooter situation in a food court in a mall Mm -hmm. in Indiana by killing an active shooter who was attempting to kill a bunch of people in that food court. One we didn't hear about uh, near as much, but... uh, Every bit as uh, much as a hero. Uh, and both of these young men are in their 20s. The the one that stopped the active shooter, you remember, was 22 years old. This hero, 25-year-old man named Nick Bostic, who ran into a burning house in Indiana this month. Twice. Twice? Sa- twice to save four kids and an 18-year-old from burning up in the flames. So he ran in, even though the house was completely engulfed. Yes. Uh, saved some people, then ran out, then ran back in to get more. There were still more people in the house, so and he saved four kids. Not even a not even a trained firefighter. No. Wow. Nope. Um, and this is kind of a cool thing. Uh, a GoFundMe on his behalf has now raised five hundred fifty thousand dollars, and uh, Nick is telling the whole wild story. The heat scared me, and the whole situation scared me. It was adrenaline. I hightailed my butt into the house through the back of the door, found Kehlani in the smoke, continued upstairs, collapsed at the top stairs, and then went to jump out the window, but her leg got wrapped up around the curtain. And so I finished up busting the window out after I got it unwrapped, and then we jumped out. I'm ready to go play some football. I'm ready to go drift. (laughs) Whatever. Let's go, baby. (laughs) 25 years old. I'm just happy to still be alive. Yeah. Nick Bostic. I know we, we there's a lot of publicity for people who do stupid stuff, people who commit crimes, um, but we definitely want to draw attention to people who go out of their way. And like I said, this, this guy had, had ran into the house twice, saved four kids and an wow. 18-year-old from burning up in that house. And uh, police and uh, firefighters say that if it wasn't for him, all of those people would probably be dead right now. Uh-huh. So definitely a definite hero. Then. So yeah, nice job. Draw attention to those type of people instead of the idiots committing crimes all throughout the <laughs> country. And a lot of those times, I think I, I think you'll agree. Sometimes that they're just doing it for the publicity. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Well, we'll we'll name the uh, heroes. But it's kind of it's kind of strange that. Well, all within a couple of weeks of each other, you have Indiana, who has two people that definitely 
um, going out of their way to be heroes. Phone lines are open this morning, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Keep in mind, you can also get through by calling us toll-free from wherever you may be listening, 1-800-529-5264. Send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook. Uh, you can uh, also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Uh, you can also uh, text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. We have uh, seen here in the last week, and, and, and it's a news story that we even talked about, Governor Little directing $1 million to fight Idaho's fentanyl crisis, saying, uh, this is a quote from the governor, a trace of fentanyl the size of a grain of salt is enough to kill you, and many times it's laced into other drugs or pills, even black market vape cartridges, and you won't even know it. Meth and fentanyl seizures have dramatically increased in Idaho. Given the magnitude of the problem, we are acting immediately to turn the tide and protect Idaho families, unquote. That's a quote from Idaho Governor Brad Little. Now, the million dollars in funds will be used for two purposes, to purchase additional roadside testing equipment and to start a new large-scale paid media campaign to educate the public about the dangers of the drugs. By the way, us talking about this is not a paid part of that public campaign Chris and I receive no money. Nobody has written us a check to talk about this. Yes. Don't do drugs. That, that one was free. Little also shared a new uh, report from the Citizens Action Group on fentanyl that he assembled in the spring. The report found the following needs. To significantly boost awareness and education around the dangers of fentanyl. To continue to push for border security and minimize the flow of illicit drugs uh, in our country and state. To better integrate information sharing between law enforcement, first responders, healthcare tribes, coroners, and others to tackle the problem strategically, and finally to continue increasing resources for mental health and behavioral health. That's the way Idaho is dealing with it. How does Vancouver, British Columbia deal with fentanyl? These are, I mean, these are two completely polar opposite ways of dealing with it. All right. Vancouver, British Columbia, the government has taken over the fentanyl industry. Producing it? Not producing selling it. Selling it? Uh, selling it. Actually, I think they are producing it, as a matter of fact. It's pharmaceutical-grade fentanyl, and they are giving it away for free. So you don't do the street stuff. So that you don't do the street stuff, and that you will not be arrested. They have fentanyl areas to get the drug, to take it, to get high, and that's the way that they're going to deal with this. They're, they're trying it out. The city of Vancouver, Canada, is trying to see if this is going to be a way that will so work to get people off Fenton. I don't know how that's going to work to get them off Fenton. Their, uh, their attitude then is, is like the guy that said, you know, if you're going to get drunk anyway, you know, go for 3.2 beer. <laughs> the new program aims to provide a safer alternative to the fentanyl available on the streets where the supply is increasingly lethal and is responsible for most of the overdose epidemic that has been declared a public health emergency in Vancouver that was declared six years ago. So in, in Vancouver, now it's not all Canada, just, mm-hmm. just Vancouver, but the government is taking over the fentanyl. They're, they're driving out the pushers of fentanyl. Because if you can get free fentanyl that's pharmaceutical grade, why would you go to the street dealer who's probably stepped on, stepped on his fentanyl Six or seven times, is that the correct term? That's true. I mean, if, if, if you're going to uh, do something illegally, you, you want to do it from highly regulated criminals. It's a lot safer. 
You're not wrong. Do you think it would work? We'll talk more about this this morning. I mean, here you have, you know, the state of Idaho and the way they're dealing with it, mm-hmm. beefing up education and policing, and then Vancouver giving it away for free. Seven fifteen. It's uh, time for a check on what's going on uh, with sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian, the place to go for lunch. Don't forget if you uh, are looking to get filled up with a fat sandwich, soup, salad. Or a wrap? Get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Find out today why they have been rated the number one deli in the state of Idaho. Good morning. This might be my favorite story of the day, both sports and news. Former football star visiting the Treasure Valley this weekend. That would be none other than Run Ricky Run Ricky Williams. He was the 1998 Heisman Trophy winner, and he's hosting a promotional event for his hippie lettuce lifestyle brand, Heisman on Saturday and Sunday in Ontario. I can't even make this up. It's such a good story. The event, which is hosted by Top Crop Dispensary, from 2 to 4 p.m. on Saturday and then noon to 2 p.m. on Sunday. As the Idaho Press is reporting to us, Ricky Williams was in and out of the NFL during his playing career because he violated the league's substance abuse policy. No kidding. Along with winning the Heisman Trophy, given annually to college football's most outstanding player, Ricky Williams was also inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame back in 2015. And now he's promoting his cannabis lifestyle with his new brand, Heisman. That's that's weed, folks. And uh, he'll be promoting that in Ontario both Saturday and Sunday. So locally, if you'd like to go out and see Ricky Williams, you can do so. Just don't bring the hippie lettuce back into Idaho with you, because that's that'll get you in trouble. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 7.22 after a down day yesterday in the uh, stock market, ahead of the opening here in about eight minutes. Looks like we're uh, going to be getting off to a good start. 167 points on the upside for the Dow. It's going to be interesting to watch, though, uh, today. Jeremiah Bates with us to talk about your money. Like I said, we've seen this before, but we're expecting big news to happen a little bit later today with the uh, Fed coming out. Um, if if it if it is indeed go to one percent, will 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 we see a big drop in the stock market, or is this already built in at the expectation that it's going to be a one percent increase? Yeah, I, I think if if we see a one percent move, um, I think that'll rattle the market's cage a bit. We'll probably have a, a, a reaction to the downside. I think it's highly unlikely, though. Um, I mean, reality is the the 75 basis point, 0.75% has been priced in. That is the expectation. I don't think the Federal Reserve is going to... Um, they, they really don't want to shake up the market. That That's not the Federal Reserve's plan. But I think what we need to pay more attention to is what the forward outlook is for the Federal Reserve. And I don't they're not going to change their tune. They've been consistent with the past few meetings. They've they've been very clear that they their number one focus is bringing down inflation the best they can. Even though their tools are are likely limited from a lot of the categories of inflation that we're seeing. They're they're very clear that they want to bring it down and the best chance they have is to continue to stay aggressive with interest rates. Now I don't think they're going to go 1%. I mean, I, I think that we'll likely start to see inflation start to deteriorate. It's not going to drop significantly, but I think we will start to see it start to slow down. 
And then I think the market's going to have a more favorable reaction and see, hopefully see that, you know, maybe inflation isn't going to stick around as, as long as we think. We're starting to see the economy cool down a bit, which would obviously be a, um, a driver to the upside. But no, I don't think we're going to see a big surprise. It's, it's priced in. They've been consistent with their message. And I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be kind of a, bo- a boring message, to be honest. No surprises that, uh, that'll come out from today. Some, uh, Big tech numbers yesterday from uh, Alphabet and Microsoft. Apparently, neither one that great. And Meta and Apple coming up today and tomorrow. Yeah, no. This, so the, this is uh, the where investors were keeping a close eye on these tech behemoths that are just, I mean, so representative of the of the U.S. stock market in the, in whole. Yeah. So Microsoft and Alphabet, they they've popped, even though their earnings were disappointing. You know, and it's it's we're running into this thing where. Um, maybe not so bad news is good news. So if you're anticipating some really bad news and it's actually a, a, a bit of a pleasant surprise, even though it's not tremendously good news, the market's re- reacting favorably. So uh, specifically for Microsoft, you saw some good growth in revenue from their cloud, from their cloud-based storage, which wasn't expected. So even though you're starting to see um, kind of things drop a bit as far as profitability for Microsoft and Alphabet, it's not as bad as what the uh, market was anticipating. So you're seeing shares pop uh, you know and, and looking at yesterday we saw kind of a, an opposite story with shares of walmart and it certainly drugged down your other large retailers to include target to include amazon but it's uh the retailers are dealing and this is where we're looking at different sectors and different categories and different companies how they're navigating um the inflationary pressures and retailers are feeling the pain because they're dealing with the not not only the inflation on their consumers because now they're it's really crimping their ability to spend on anything but the necessities um additionally they're dealing with high inventory which is a high cost of them due to storage and not to mention the the cost of gas the cost of food for the retailer itself but on the flip side, you know, for consumers, you're going to start seeing these retailers start to announce some steep discounts to really clear these unwanted inventories and really to attract more buyers in general. So I think it's an interesting story, depending on what uh, company or right. what industry you're looking at of how they're navigating this and what the earnings picture is really telling you. And inflation is rearing its ugly head. Now, it's funny on the flip side, we're talking about these big tech companies. Chipotle is up over eight and a half percent this morning. Hey, at- Americans love their burritos. Oh, they, they, they're <laughs> continuing to buy burritos, but it's, it's, it's pretty wild when you look, when the CEO's comments, when, they see the spending habits of the U.S. consumer. The, they said the low the low income consumer has pulled back their purchase frequency, mm-hmm. but for Chipotle, they've raised prices. They said that they're going to continue to raise prices because the large a large part of their demographic is higher uh, higher household or higher income households. So Chipotle or, obviously or, uh, navigating these waters a bit better than others. Or as we're known, people who will do anything for a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was surprised because Chipotle. I mean, year to date, they, they've they've been. Uh, I mean, they've been down pretty big, and they've been ha- having some issues with obviously staffing. I mean, I've I've seen it personally, my personal anecdote. So I was very surprised to see that that big of a surprise of the upside on their earnings and this big of a stock pop. But mm. yeah, I mean, hey, I love burritos just as much as everyone else. <laughs> All right, we'll get an update on what the market is doing here in just a few minutes officially once it opens. Plus, we'll get an update from you in about an hour um, on that. Plus. Noon today. By noon, you should know whether or not uh, the Fed rate's going to keep it at 0.75% or higher, right? Yep, we'll be watching it. We'll be watching it very closely and track what the market reaction is. We'll talk to you also tomorrow morning, same time. Thanks, gents. 
tonight at 10. It's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also uh, email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Send us an instant message through our fan page on uh, Facebook. And uh, in addition to that, if you'd like to text us, you can do that by uh, texting the same number as our main number, 208-336-3700. On the way for you this morning, once again, uh, we have OAR concert tickets that we're going to be giving away. So if you'd like to win those tickets, this is tomorrow night. It's going to be going on tomorrow night. We'll have tickets for you for this concert tonight. We will also have, uh, or uh, for tomorrow night, today, and also Nate Shellman will have them uh, a little bit later on this afternoon. This is part of the Live Nation concert ticket deal that is going on right now where you can get four tickets for some of the hottest concerts going on uh, right right now during the summer and also uh, early fall. So these are some of the concerts that are going to be going on uh, all the way into December. As a matter of fact, I saw some uh, tickets available going into December. Uh, Bill Burr. Stand up oh, comedian. Yeah. He's fun. Absolutely hilarious. And you can get those for twenty dollars right now. Um he's probably one of the the hottest comedians in the nation. He's gonna be uh here in December. But that's just an example of some of the tickets. There is one catch. Now keep in mind the tickets are only twenty dollars. All right. And the the one catch is you cannot buy single tickets or pairs of tickets, you must buy them in groups of four. That's the the least amount of tickets that you can buy if you want to get uh, take advantage. And if you want to take advantage, find out what concerts are available. There's country concerts. There's, I think, Backstreet Boys is included in this, if you're into the Backstreet Boys. Uh, LiveNation.com forward slash Summers Live. And the sale will be going on between now and August 9th for those select shows and tickets. Uh, taxes are added where a- applicable, but there are no fees. So don't think, oh, I'm going to have to pay $20 for the ticket, and they're going to tack on $30 in fees. No, there are no fees for this uh, special ticket deal, too. So take advantage of it. And as I uh, mentioned a little bit earlier, we'll have those OAR concert tickets to give away sometime this morning. If you want to set your speed dial, you can do that at 208 336-3700, or pound 670 if you have a Verizon wireless phone. You heard... here in the news uh, coming coming up, and I, I think Rick's going to talk about it in sports again, um, but we are going to be efforting. Um, it looks like this is going to happen. Former Heisman Trophy winner Ricky Williams is going to be here this weekend, and I think Rick is going to tell you more about that. Just wanted to uh, let you know, um, it looks like we're going to get a chance to talk to him Friday morning. Oh, that should be fun. Yeah, so I, I, I we're going to talk. Granted, he's here for his own special line of cannabis, um, but in addition to that, uh, we'll talk a little bit about football, the NFL, his Heisman Trophy. I mean, there was a guy who really could have been probably a Hall of Famer if he wanted to. Maybe. Unfortunately, um, his love of weed, I think, kind of stopped that. (laughs) For a while, then he he went back. He was, was, uh, how do you put it? Asked to not play in the NFL numerous times mm-hmm. because he tested positive for weed. And at one point, remember where he just goes, hell with it, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. If they're going to make me quit smoking oh, weed, I don't go, need football. <laughs> he decided to go live in California someplace and just, you know, 
live off his money and smoke a little yeah. weed here and there. So. so anyway, we will let you know coming up here uh, a little bit more. But like I said, uh, it's time for a check on sports. Get some more news uh, on that coming up here for you this morning if you're interested. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian, the place to go if you want lunch. Also, don't forget their new location in East Boise. It's just off Gowan next to Albertsons. It's the place to go when you want a uh, delicious sandwich. And don't forget, today... Uh, their most popular soup of the week, jalapeno, bacon, potato cheddar. Get in and find out why it's so good. Good morning. Most Seahawk fans were under the impression going into this week that the guy that would be leading the backfield this season would be Chris Carson. Uh-oh. Like Seahawks fans need anything more to happen to that squad. Seattle Seahawks running back Chris Carson plans to retire after five NFL seasons because of a neck injury. That's according to sources from ESPN. The team actually released Chris Carson after he failed a physical on Tuesday. Well, that's not good news. Carson's retirement is a blow to Seattle's backfield, but not a surprising outcome given the uncertainty of his uh, football future. Multiple Seahawks sources have expressed doubt in recent months that he would be medical cleared after having what Pete Carroll described as fusion surgery back in December. The team has been preparing to proceed without him. They re-signed Rashad Penny, who didn't do bad last year. Uh, They also drafted Kenneth Walker III in the second round of April's draft. So, Chris Carson appeared in the first four games of last season and was unable to return because of a neck injury. Carroll said last month that Carson still didn't have full range of motion and had yet to be medically cleared. Chris Carson, just 27 years old, a seventh-round pick out of Oklahoma State, and now retired from the NFL. Sorry, Seahawk fans. I'm Rick Worthington. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 752 East Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone numbers to uh, get through if you would like. Uh, 7.1 magnitude earthquake struck uh, northern Philippine island of Luzon this morning, killing four people. 7.1 is pretty big. Yeah, it is. Um, Tremors were felt throughout the capital of Manila. Quake struck uh, about six miles southeast of the town of Dolores at a shallow depth. 60 people uh, so far have been uh, said to have been injured. Mm. But like I said, four deaths reported yeah, so uh, far. That's too bad. Um, red flashing light, dissipation light on uh, Joe Biden's presidency um, getting brighter and brighter. Majority of Democrats in New Hampshire, that a state that for a century has held the first primary in the race for the White House, do not want President Biden to run for re-election in 2024. Who are they more in favor of? Uh, Pete Buttigieg is uh, number one, believe it or not. A poll for the University of New Hampshire survey released on Tuesday also indicates that President's favorable rating is at an all-time low. Um, And and right now, uh, basically, numbers are saying Buttigieg and uh, Biden are tied only 31% of likely Democrat, Democratic presidential primary voters questioned said that they wanted the president to seek a second term. Let me say that again. Only 
percent. Now that's in comparison to a year ago when 59% said that they uh, wanted Biden to run again. So in one year, apparently he's gotten old. It, it, Biden always seems to be the favorite unless somebody else is running, too. New Hampshire is one that everybody keeps an eye on, because like I said, New Hampshire, um, you know, they're, they're the first state. Democrats said that they would be very or somewhat concerned about Biden's age. Buddha Judge, who came in basically tied with uh, Biden, um, was a choice of 17% of the respondents, with Biden at 16%. Yeah, nobody's worried that Buttigieg is too old. Senator Elizabeth Warren of uh, neighboring Massachusetts was the choice of 10% of likely Democratic primary voters, and she was tied with California Governor Gavin Newsom. Hmm. So this was all Democrats then? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, this was, they were likely Democratic voters. Not just Democrats, gotcha. but these are likely voters. Senator, uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota, who also ran for the White House in 2020, um, showed up at 9% in the new poll. Bernie Sanders at 8%. Now, you're, you might be wondering, you know, who is considered usually for the initial front runner when the president doesn't run would be the vice president. Um, vice President Kamala Harris uh, polled at just 6%. Yeah, I don't think she's ever expressed any interest in running, at least not yet. Well, I don't think she really can. As vice president, you can't... When you when your president still has one more term that he can run, you can't jump in and say, "Hey, we don't want Joe Biden as president, so I'm going to run for president." <laughs> you know, you can, but you, it, it's really bad form. It, yeah, it's uh, bad. Uh, according to your party, <laughs> your party would probably not like it. Um, by the way, uh, Kamala Harris just one percentage point ahead of uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez of New York. Hmm. Another one that you don't have to She's complain even, about her a old age. I was going to say, she isn't even old enough to be president yet, is she? I don't believe so. you got to be 35 years old. I don't think she is. I'll, I'll look at the hang on. We'll By see. the way, for, for you Hillary Clinton flan, fans, 3%. Three? Once again. Oh, well. Let's see. Alexandria. There she is. Okay. She is. Nathaniel just said she's 32. She was born in 1989, so 22 plus, uh, okay, yeah, she is uh, 32. You're right, absolutely. You She'll be 33 she, October 13th, uh, so. Even if New Hampshire okay, wants so, her, she can't run for president. However, in 2024, she will be 35 and you are and uh, on uh, October 13th of that year, so she will be old enough to run. There you go. All right, so that's why she's showing up. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Here's a question for you today. As a Republican, as a conservative, who do you want to see running in the next election? Because obviously you want a Republican to win. So who do you want, whoever that is, not saying if it's going to be Trump, DeSantis, or somebody else, who would you want to see as the Democratic presidential candidate? 208-336-3700. Or, or the Republican. Pound. No, I want the Democratic. Oh, who do the you Democrat. want? Yeah. Okay. Who do you okay. want as the Democratic? You know, we ask what you if you want, you know, Trump to run or DeSantis here a couple of weeks ago. But who who do you want to see running against your candidate? Go ahead and call. You can also email Chris at KBY.com or Mike at KBY.com. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
Lori Bosch and a group of concerned Treasure Valley residents are pushing for the Idaho Transportation Department to reduce the speed limit on Eagle Road and ban unprotected left turns. The speed limit through Meridian from Interstate 84 to Chinden Boulevard is 55 miles per hour. The Idaho Statesman reports that Bosch said in an interview that it is her understanding that ITD is responsible for what speed limit highways have and that they knew this was a problem and they did nothing about it. She said if they had changed the speed limit, her daughter would have walked away from her accident. If the left-hand turn was barricaded or prohibited, there would be no accident. Eagle Road is a section of Highway 55. Data from the Idaho Transportation Department obtained by the statesman showed 258 vehicle crashes on Eagle Road from I-84 to Chendon Boulevard in 2020 and 282 crashes on the same stretch in 2021. I live, used to live just off Eagle Road. Mm-hmm. I was thankful for the uh, speed limit being what that is. I, especially if you were traveling at night. Now, during the daytime, there is absolutely no way in the world you can travel 50 miles an hour on Eagle Road. Yeah, there, no, not the whole way anyway. Maybe stretches. I, I don't even think there's stretches at any time yeah. that I traveled when I lived there. There was absolutely... No way you were ever getting up to 50, yeah. 55 Generally, miles per hour anywhere on Eagle Road any time during the day. Generally, in the middle of the day on Eagle Road, people go just fast enough to rear-end each other. <laughs> Your thoughts um, on this? This is going to affect a lot of people. Eagle Road is the busiest road in the entire state. So when you say that Eagle Road is the busiest road in the entire state, more cars travel that road. Mm-hmm. More cars travel the intersection um, of Fairview and Chinden than any other intersection in the state. Um, should should the uh, speed limit be 55 on Eagle Road? I don't know. When you said it's the busiest road in the entire state, I the first thing I thought of was, well, thank God we're in Idaho and, and you know not someplace considerably more crowded. Imagine the busiest road in California. Oh, yeah, not even close to what Eagle Road is. However, people who live here think it's absolutely horrible. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, by comparison, I'm sure it is. Yeah, go, go spend, uh, you know, two hours driving 10 miles in Los Angeles during drive time. And then for the same reason, they don't, you know, if you're on the freeway there, the freeway in California, their speed limit is also, uh, I don't know exactly what the speed limit is, but yeah. I'm guessing 60. Um, last, last miles time. per hour, but it, it's once again, this isn't a freeway. This is a state roadway, Eagle Road. Last time I was in Los Angeles, it was stop and go traffic, except for the go. So it was stop and stop traffic, pretty much. Your thoughts? Um, I, I always did think, even though I lived there, even though I like the speed limit still staying at 55, because if I wanted to get to the freeway uh, really early in the morning to, uh, you know, many times I have taken my wife to the airport at that time, it was nice being able to drive when there was nobody else on the roadway except for myself. But I always did think it was weird. It's like, wow, this is the busiest roadway and the speed limit is still 55 miles per hour. It's not for sissies. Those of you who uh, travel that road, are you are, are you okay with getting rid of the uh, left turns? Do you want to, to see those stopped? Red uh, red light, left turns, um, and also speed limit drop down. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Do you, would you need to reduce the speed and get rid of the left turns? Wouldn't just one of those be 
enough. So you would it, think, but as you heard, if there, you get rid of the left turns, then people can go faster. Or if people go slower, you can take a left turn. Yeah, uh, but as you heard there, she wants lower speed limits and no unprotected left turns allowed on on Eagle Road. Okay. I my guess would be, maybe she would be happy with one or the other, but she blames both of those for the death of her daughter who died in a uh, car mm. crash. And, you know, who knows? Maybe if you would have had slower speed limits or protected left turns, maybe it could have yeah, stopped the car crash. A lot of maybes in there, but it is kind of dangerous. Yeah. So I understand that. Hard to say. Uh, interesting story out of uh, Oregon this week. A man who uh, reportedly was uh, in forested area of uh, Oregon just walking along, starting wildfires, was apprehended by three local residents. How stupid are you? To have a pyromania as your hobby? Yeah. This is a few miles, 25 miles northwest of Grants uh, Grants Pass, Oregon. Ground crews assisted uh, by local residents. Three helicopters quickly got the uh, fires under control that the uh, person had started. If it was just, you know, basically his version of vandalism, uh, they should, well, they should throw the book at him anyway, but... Uh, you know, every now and then, you know, you know, they get somebody who makes a living putting out fires, but only gets paid when they are actually fighting a fire. And once in a while, they go out and start fires just so they can make some money. And uh, both stupid, by the way. Well, yeah, both both extremely stupid. This is uh, this is the great part about this. Is, um, you know, you have uh, a few local heroes once again. Three local residents uh, located the suspect after the fires were started, walking on the road near where the fires were started. And they detained him. They just wanted to stop him for questioning. Uh, the suspect became very combative with the three residents because he didn't want to be detained, probably because he had been starting fires. So they ended up having to, to subdue, subdue him and tied him to a tree. <laughs> After being treated at the hospital for his injuries, Trenton Smith of uh, Veneta, Oregon, being held in Curry County Jail on charges of arson and reckless burning. Court documents did not say if he has an attorney, but bond has been set at $100,000. Quick actions on getting those fires out mostly um, certainly averted a catastrophe and saved lives, according to uh, local enforcement officials. That was was what, Lane County? Is that what you said? Um, Or a different one? Curry County. Okay. Curry County. In Oregon, because Veneta is in uh, Lane County, but it just because he's from Veneta doesn't mean he was setting fires in Veneta. Yeah. Other news talking about today: the uh, Supreme Court mandate um, became official yesterday. Now I know that you know we've been talking about this, and uh, we're wondering when the uh, new abortion ban in Idaho would go into effect. It will now officially go into effect thirty days from yesterday. After the Supreme Court judgment um, was uh, issued back in uh, June 24th, final mandate in the case was handed down yesterday, meaning it was 30 days from when it became official. So if you're wondering why, well, wait a minute, this happened the 24th, shouldn't we already be under this? No, um, it it will go into effect 30 days from yesterday because that's when it uh, became official. Now, that possibly could still be up in the air. 
Because as we've been telling you, there is uh, a few lawsuits. Yeah, court and, case coming up between now and then. Yeah, a third lawsuit was uh, filed yesterday. Planned Parenthood, Great Northwest, Hawaii, Alaska, Indiana, and Kentucky. When Indiana and Kentucky ever got added into the Great Northwest, I'll never know. Um, they, <laughs> they run the two remaining clinics in Idaho that provide abortions. They filed a petition in the Idaho Supreme Court last month alleging that the abortion ban is unlawful. Arguments in that case are scheduled to be heard on August 3rd. The natural partnership between the uh, Cascade Mountain Range and, uh, <laughs> I guess, the Appalachians. Or um, by the way, it is one of three lawsuits Planned Parenthood has filed so far over uh, Idaho's abortion laws. All three of those cases are to begin on august 3rd and i bring that up once again because apparently there's a lot of uh, interest in people watching that idaho supreme court case i'm guessing that normally the uh supreme court fairly empty to uh that would be my guess yeah <laughs> uh people viewing um however they're expecting such a large crowd that you must reserve your tickets to go now it doesn't cost you anything but you must reserve your tickets for August it 3rd if you want to attend. It surprises me a little that you can just show up at a Supreme Court hearing. But I don't know what I was thinking. You yeah. Know, they, uh, that I, I just I feel like it would be uh, more efficient for them to just have nobody there. Get but, your uh, tickets. ninety nine ninety nine now. Probably. Buy one. Get one free. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, if you want to get your tickets to that because you want to watch uh, those three cases... That will be argued in front of the Idaho Supreme Court. Once again, you must reserve your seats or you're not going to get in. They are expecting standing room only. I saw an ad the other day that said, buy one, get one. And I thought, yeah, that sounds fair. (laughs) Uh, 816, we'll uh, take a break here. Um, Your thoughts, you can email in right now if you'd like. Mike at KBY.com or Chris at KBY.com. We'll take a break uh, for traffic and weather here. When we come back, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. $50 gift certificate to Barrel House. Pub and Grill could be yours if you're able to answer our question. It's on the way after traffic and weather. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Call today at 208-888-4128. Kristen is going to get our first crack at her question today. Kristen, approximately 625,000 soldiers died during the Civil War, but only about one-third of those died from actual battle. How did the other two-thirds die? Uh, That would be from disease. That would be from diseases like malaria, measles that spread around their camps. I mean, not yay, they died of disease. Yay, I won. (laughs) Uh, I don't. I don't think any of them will be offended. They've long since been gone. Thank so, you. Um, congratulations, Kristen. You have a fifty dollars gift certificate to uh, Barrel House Pub and Grill. Hold on the line. We'll get some info from you. Don't forget Barrel House Pub and Grill uh, week this week. You've got Barrel House Pub and Grill that we're giving away for our Casper and Chris Damn Your Impossible Question through Friday. Also Friday morning, nine o'clock. Sweet deal of the week here at KBOI is Barrel House Pub and Grill. $50 gift certificate for only $25. And then, of course, don't forget, coming up that afternoon, Nate Shellman will be uh, headed out to broadcast from Barrel House Pub and Grill. It's the Hometown Happy Hour brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing, Chinden and Glenwood, Glenwood Shopping Center. Uh, you can enjoy happy hour this Friday. Get dollar off all pints and appetizers, $3 off domestic drafts. They have delicious food. Try their bison burger. 
by the way. It's uh, not only great, it's great for you. And Nate will also have a chance to win some fantastic tickets to some concerts. Um, you'll have your choice of Fitz in the Tantrums, Daughtry, Jody Messina, and a whole lot more. And like I said, that'll be your choice. It's not like he's going to say, this is the ticket you win. You'll get to pick which concert that you want to go to. That's another reason why you want to head out for the Hometown Happy Hour, brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing this Friday, beginning at 3 o'clock. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. A question we asked a little bit earlier, as a conservative, as a Republican, who has an interest in the 2024 election, who would you like to see as the opponent to whoever the Republican candidate is? Now, it was last week we talked about who would you want to see as, you know, the Republican candidate, Donald Trump, DeSantis, somebody else. We asked that question. Now, as a conservative, if you are indeed a Republican and you're planning on voting in 2024, who do you want your candidate up against? Would you like it to be Joe Biden? Keep in mind, the whole idea here is to win. Joe Biden is seeing some of the worst ratings for his presidency right now. And this is all going back to the story from New Hampshire about even people in New Hampshire. Now, Democrats, these are this is coming from potential probable voters, not just Democrats, but Democrat voters who... Uh, they don't want to see Biden running. As a matter of fact, he placed just barely ahead mm-hmm. of Pete Buttigieg as a person they would most like to see as their primary candidate. So I know that's a little convoluted, but as a Republican, who who do you want your, well, yeah, your candidate I, running against? I mean, is is it the is it the best policy to uh, have the weakest opponent possible, or would you prefer defeating a, a very strong, worthy opponent? 208-336-3700. That's the question. If you want to weigh in, you can also email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Don't forget also, coming up here before 10, OAR, concert tickets. They can be yours too. Stick around and be ready to call. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two-thirds say they Read don't. The poll. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in no. 2024. But 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. That may be true, but um, uh, only 18% of Americans. Uh, which which poll were each of them talking about? Because they those don't even seem close. Well... 18% of Americans polled said they don't want him to run again. Okay. And 92% of Democrats, Biden's claiming, say that if he did run again, they, they, vote. Would, they would vote okay. for him. So, 80, so 92% of Democrats would still vote Democrat. That, that's, well, no, okay. specifically saying they would vote for him, which is not true. Well, okay. read the polls, Jack. Okay, but uh, but <laughs> basically, if you poll if you poll only Democrats, it would seem like a hundred percent of them would say, "Yeah, in the next election, I'm going to vote Democrat." 
Well, uh, majority of Democrats in the state of New Hampshire were polled. These are likely voters. Mm-hmm. And the poll from the University of New Hampshire Survey Center released yesterday indicates the president's favorable rating is at an all-time low and that he is currently tied with Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg when respondents ask who would they support for the 2024 Democratic presidential election. Only 31% of likely Democratic presidential primary voters that were questioned for the poll in New Hampshire, this is specifically just New Hampshire, said that they wanted the president to seek a second term, which is drastically down from last year at 59% said that they wanted him to seek a second term. And in one year, that's dropped to 31%. Now, this is, keep in mind, this is New Hampshire alone. Now, the poll that they were talking about in that little audio clip there um, was a poll of Americans. So both Democrat and Republican voters, only 18% of Americans want Biden to run for re-election in 2024. Okay. So we've asked the question, that's you know, pretty, that's pretty low. Before, uh, matter of fact, we talked about this last week is who you would like to see uh, as a Republican candidate in the election. Um, so our question this morning, as a Republican voter, if you are a Republican or a conservative voter, who do you want to see as the opponent for whoever the primary winner is in the election? Do you want to see somebody I, strong? Do you want Biden to be the opponent again, or do you want do you want somebody else? I don't. I don't really know. To tell you the truth, I, I don't really know any. Democrats who voted in 2020 because they wanted Biden to be president. Uh, They voted because they didn't want Trump Trump to be president president. again, and they didn't care who was president as long as it was a Democrat. And they said, "Okay, Joe Biden, fine then. And a lot of them had that exact same attitude in 2016 when it was Hillary Clinton. They were saying, well, I, you know, not my perfect candidate, but are we seeing the same thing for 2024? I don't care who, who runs for presidency. As long as it's not Joe Biden, I'll vote for anybody, but Joe Biden, it, it, it could uh, sway to the other side that way. Spinner, Spinner and Hagerman. Good morning. You're on Newstalk KBOI. Good morning, gentlemen. I think kind of cut and dry case, man. I'd love to see Senator Rand Paul. Um, the man is definitely, I think he stood up for a lot of Americans in some dark hours and, you know, and he got chastised at every level. I mean, not only having Dr. Anthony Fauci lie to his face, you know, constantly, but the man stood for morals and values. You know, he stood for finding out the truth. I mean, he, he's a, he's a doctor. He, you know, he's looking out for the best interest of what he felt was for the people and what he asked and what he was seeking it it was just the truth and to demean someone to seek the truth for the well-being of america you know it's like i just I, someone of that esque dare i say you know someone that has that ideology someone that can stand up for what's right you know and trump he had his chance um you know i i definitely i, I wish him well um mike pence I, I think he's kind of a hidden rhino, personally. You know, I mean, so it's it's what's your flavor of the month, you know? Me, I'd like to stick with the grassroots ideology, someone that has a good track record, and when they mess up, they actually take accountability, and they, you know, they, they, own, they own it. You know, I just, I'd like to have something like that. So right. thank you very much for allowing me to share my yep. thoughts and opinions on that. Thank you for the call. Um. Text message, yeah, no name on this one, says, as a Republican, 
is there a worthy opponent or a Democrat who they believe could be beat Trump or DeRon DeSantis? Right now, I don't believe that there's anybody out there that is capable of doing so. Well, the question, once again, is... You may not think that there is anybody capable, and that's perfectly fine. If you're a Republican, you don't you obviously want a Republican to win. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, who would you like to see so now, that candidate being? The the caller, what he answered was, who would you like to see as the Republican candidate? Not who would right. you like to see right. uh, as the opposing Democrat candidate. Right. Uh, let's see. Concerned Citizen says, to me, it's more evidence that the vote was rigged. The lowest approval, the fact his own party does not want him to continue being president. How much proof does there have to be? Uh, again, uh, like I said, I, I don't know any Democrats who thought that Joe Biden was the greatest candidate. They just were voting against Trump. That was it. And that's Democrats. I'm not talking about just people in general. Yeah. Uh, another text message uh, in says, actually, the poll Biden referred to in that clip that you guys played, uh, where he said 92% of Democrats would vote for Biden um, actually, the question was, uh, in a Biden-Trump matchup, would they vote? So it was specific to a Biden-Trump matchup, not would you vote for Biden if he was the, uh, you know, the candidate. It was just if he was running against Trump, which kind of is the uh, same thing that we had in the last election, right? Where you just mentioned, it's like, I'm not voting for Biden, mm-hmm. I'm voting against Trump. Ron from Meridian says, ah, an interesting question. I think Al Gore, defender of the environment, buying and selling carbon credits for money, inventor of the Internet, and just an all-round sucker of the government handouts. <laughs> so there's a guy who wants to see a, a weak candidate, correct? Yeah. Well, somebody's, it, somebody who's already been the candidate and lost one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim- well, in, in fact, it'll have been 24 years uh, ago uh, come to, to come 2024. Jim writes in, uh, email Mike at KBY.com. Um, he has a question for us. Remind me exactly what the decision by the U.S. Supreme Court was in reference to Roe v. Wade. Not, oh, they threw it out, but exactly what did it do? Um, in the best layman term I can give you is that they said that the states will make the decision on abortion instead of the federal government. Yeah. They ruled basically that it was unconstitutional for the federal government to do it, so they were returning it to the states. At best layman term, that I, that's what I'm giving it to. It didn't. It didn't ban abortions, as uh, some people like to say. Yeah, there, there are, there are states where you can still get one, no questions asked. Yeah. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Uh, uh, phone lines are open. Emails you want to get through. Chris at kby.com or Mike at kby.com. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, Tom writes in, from Boise, as a conservative, I'm going to support Trump. I also like DeSantis, but Trump has proven to me that he can run this country. He puts American and Americans first. I can only imagine how much more he could accomplish if not for baseless impeachment and fraudulent Russian debacle. He made some personal mistakes, which he has acknowledged and will uh, be better for it. He deserves another shot at saving the country. Once again, the question is, you support Trump, but who do you want to see uh, running against Trump? As a conservative, as a Republican, who, who do you hope runs to make it a little easier path for whoever that is, whether it's DeSantis, Trump, or somebody else? 
Robin writes in and says, Hi, Chris, you took the words out of my mouth. Only one of my friends who is a Democrat truly thought Biden was the best choice and would change the world. Well, he has, but not in the way I would like to have seen. All my other Democrat friends voted for him simply because they hated Trump so much. I would like to see Tulsi Gabbard run again. And that was your opinion, too, wasn't it? I have to say, I really liked her during the primary, and I, I like her even now, she, more now than when she was you know, still in office uh, as a representative. I get it. She's a Democrat, but seems to be kind of a smart Democrat. Uh, John writes in, hey, guys, January 6th hearings have been one-sided and partisan. Why? Because only Republicans and mostly Trump appointees have testified. Truth about Trump's liberal, uh, illegal grab, rather, for power despite losing the 2020 election is coming out, thanks largely to Republicans who had the good sense to tell the truth. Even Ivanka and Jared Kushner have testified that he lost. The former president called his daughter checked out after investigators showed a video of her accepting his that his election fraud claims were false. Most of the Trump family, including Big Don, Big Don are checked out. Cousin Mary Trump excluded. She says Donald cannot wrap his mind around the fact that he is a loser. I, you know, I get it that some people think, oh, it's uh, just the Republicans that they're calling to uh, report. There, there's just so many problems. And the reason why I just quit paying attention to it um, were when Cassidy Hutch, Hutchins testified that someone told her that they had heard that Trump was so mad that the Secret Service wouldn't take him to uh, the Capitol that he lunged to the front seat of the presidential limo and tried to strangle the Secret Service agent who was driving. When I saw that, I was like, come on. A 275-year-old, out-of-shape, fat man trying to lunge through the window to strangle the Secret Service agent. I go, first of all, that doesn't make sense. Second of all, keep in mind, everybody for the congressional hearing had a deposition. You knew exactly what Cassidy Hutchins was going to say. So the very next person that should have been put on the stand to back up that claim was the driver. The driver should have been subpoenaed and said, hey, did President Trump strangle you to make you drive to the Capitol? That wasn't done. So what does that tell you? That they didn't care whether or not that story was true or not. They just care about the hyperbole of it. This, another story that they said was in, in a staff meeting that in the White House Oval Office, they almost came to blows. What the hell does that even mean? They almost came to blow. Chris, I almost picked up a knife and I almost killed you right mm-hmm. there. It's like, it's like <clears throat> Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Vince Vaughn. Remember that? I Mom, almost, I, I almost uh, killed you right there. I almost refused to speak to you yesterday, except for the, <laughs> except for the times when we talked. <laughs> it's just some of the stuff that just makes, you know, no sense. Like I said, and granted, I get it. There are people that that think everything <laughs> being joke. said is true, and people Side that joke. think says everything's not true. <laughs> Joe Bob on The Simpsons. I mean, really, attempted murder. <laughs> what is that? 208 336 3700 pounds, 670 on your Verizon wires. We'll take a break. News coming up here at the top of the hour. More of your emails on the way. Plus, we have OAR tickets on the way before 10. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208 336 pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Paul and Nampa have been holding on through the news there. Uh, appreciate your patience this morning. 
here on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you, Paul. Good morning, guys. Yeah, I just wanted to rehash kind of some things that we were talking about with fentanyl. I think it's a huge mistake to to make that readily available to people that are already addicted to it because when they run out, they're going to have to buy more. When they do, they're going to have to get it illegally, obviously. And with fentanyl, it's it's not so much as being addicted to it. It's it's taking the illegal stuff and not knowing how deadly it is, and you're dead after your first use. It's the only it's the only drug I can think of that the dealer gives. It's the only drug I can think of that the dealer gives to their their customer that kills them. Now, Paul, you you heard, of course, uh, we talked about this story a little bit earlier this morning in Vancouver, British Columbia. Apparently, the people who are um, hooked on fentanyl don't have to worry about running out because the government has taken over the fentanyl industry. They hand out for free pharmaceutical-grade fentanyl to make sure that there are no impurities in the fentanyl-like drug dealers are passing out what i was trying to say though is they're going to run out of the free stuff that's the pharmaceutical oh no it's it's to get more the government's not going to ever run out they'll just make more no i'm talking about the people that use it right when they when they run out they just go back to the location where the government is handing out the fentanyl to get more fentanyl. Mm, it's, it's not a one-time deal. Yeah, it's not just a one-time deal. Um, as a matter of fact, and thank you for the call, and thanks for bringing that up. Um, I did want to talk about this a little bit more this morning um, as we watch how different entities deal. And basically, it's two different cities. It's a story of two cities here. We have, uh, or a state, rather. Um, we have the state of Idaho, where Governor Brad Little has directed um, $1 million to fight Idaho's fentanyl crisis. Funds will be used for two purposes, to purchase additional roadside testing equipment and to start a new large-scale paid media campaign to educate the public about the dangers of drug, of the drug. In Vancouver, British Columbia, they uh, are going to let the city take over the fentanyl retail. I'd even say sales. They are selling it, by the way, but... Um, if you can't afford it, they will give it to you for free. So why would anybody even pay for it <laughs> unless they're making you prove that you can't afford your fentanyl? The radical step the city is trying, and this is an experiment, um, they're trying harm reduction as an approach to reducing the deaths and severe illness from illicit drugs by taking the drugs off the streets and making them safer for people to use them. Harm reduction, even in basic forms, such as the distribution of clean needles, remains mm-hmm. deeply controversial in the United always, States. Always has been, because mm-hmm. you know, p- people think that you're catering to uh, something. I mean, the the, uh, the reason that governments, city governments especially, have started doing things like this is because everything else they did didn't work. One of the people um, who gets his fentanyl now from the uh, city government of Vancouver. His name, his first name is Chris, just gave his first name, says the quote, the best thing about this is the guarantee. I can come in here four times a day and get it. I no longer have to spend all my waking hours in a frantic scramble, panhandling and other stuff. I'm guessing the other stuff might be illegal stuff to scrape up the cash to pay a dealer. In other words, doing anything I can to Mm -hmm. get money. I won't get arrested. I won't overdose and die using a drug that's 
not what it is sold as. I know that this fentanyl is pure. The fentanyl dispensary is legal, and Canada's public health system is who is financing it. Like I said, they're they're selling it, but if you can't afford to buy it, like in this instance where Chris says he's coming there four times a day mm-hmm. to get his fentanyl fix, then they will they will give not, it to uh, you for free. I did not realize that you needed to do that four times a day. I didn't. Of course, what I know about fentanyl, either. you could probably stick in a gnat's nostril. Of course, you and I, neither one of us have ever, you know, done done drugs. So, you uh-huh. know, what we know isn't a whole lot other than just what we read. Paula says, Casper, you are still giving out bad advice about Roe v. Wade. The SCOTUS decision said it was up to state or federal legislators to decide all the decision said is abortion was not a constitutional right. It never made anything unconstitutional. So Roe v. Wade had been strictly a Supreme Court decision. wasn't based on any legislation whatsoever. So apparently uh, what Paul is saying is that the Supreme Court made it possible for there to be legislation on a national level and at a state level to decide uh, the situation. But th- there has to be some kind of legislation for it. Right. My point was that Roe versus Wade did not ban abortions, and if it, it like it's she not, said, that's it's, true, not outright. No. Yeah, and like she said, she goes, it just said that it's not constitutional. Mm-hmm. If it's not constitutional, doesn't that mean it's unconstitutional? <laughs> Isn't the opposite of con- not constitutional constitutional? <laughs> well, it, not not everything can be categorized. I think in just constitutional or unconstitutional. Uh, you know, for instance, I mean, you could. There are certain products that are just illegal because they're dangerous, and yet they still exist. And you might say, well, I, haven't, I have a constitutional right to own one, and yet the government tells you, no, you don't. So which is it? Even, it's, it's basically just democracy has decided we're not going to do that. Even in the state of Idaho, I know a lot of people, and even in the media, you read that you know, in the state of Idaho, abortion has been banned. And even that's not true. Now, doctors... They've banned doctors from giving mm. abortions, but abortions, it, once this trigger law goes into effect, it's, it's made, not right now. They have made uh, it a lot less convenient. Yeah. So they've made it less convenient, but they have not banned it. If a woman wants to get an abortion in the state of Idaho, they're still allowed to do it. Just not necessarily in the state of Idaho. Just not in the state of Idaho. Depending on the circumstances. Boy mom says, who I think, I think that means mother of a boy, says, uh, I understand the mother that wants Eagle speed limit reduced. Our 15-year-old just got his permit. We're near Eagle, and I stress him driving on it. My issue isn't being able to go 55 to 60 because there's so much traffic you really can't. It's the people who try to go 55-plus in small stretches recklessly, ignoring bullying into and blasting past traffic just because they want to go 55. Our new driver is so careful signaling, keeping up with traffic and merging. But drivers lately are insane. The people I I can never uh, figure out are the ones who come upon a situation where there are a whole lot of cars that are moving very cautiously and very slowly. And said individual does not hit the brakes and, in fact, goes through, uh, you know, uh, goes through traffic like that just as fast Mm -hmm. as they can apparently thinking that everybody else is slowing down for no reason whatsoever. And, and there, once in a while, there's an accident that way. It's, it's, it, it would be like the attitude is, 
well, I'm in my lane. I'm entitled to be in this lane. And if somebody, uh, you know, gets into the lane in front of me and I hit them, uh, you know, that's just, just fate. Maybe, maybe that's because, it, let's like, like I mentioned, I, I used to live right uh, just around the corner from Eagle and Chinden. And I was glad for the 55 mile an hour speed limit. And the only reason I was glad for it was because if I traveled, say, really early in the morning going to work at, um, when we did our hometown breakfast someplace and it would have to travel down Eagle Road, I could mm-hmm. get there fairly quickly because there was no traffic on the road. And, but during the day, no way, shape, or form. It was it was ten to twenty miles per hour on the road because it's so packed. Maybe a good compromise for those people who don't want to see the speed limit down to fifty uh, below fifty five, like me, would be from ten a.m. to five a.m. It's fifty five, and from five a.m. to ten p.m. Speed limit's thirty five. Maybe there's a good compromise. I think you had some for overlap you. there, but I, I think you misspoke a little bit. Did I? Yeah. Five to ten, ten to five. Yeah. Uh, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Right. Okay. And then 5, 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. It's oh, 35 gotcha. miles per hour. Kent says the Democrats deserve four more years of Biden-Harris. If they were to run, even a Sean Hannity-Tucker Carlson ticket could beat them. <laughs> Bob now, and Nam- now, neither of those guys has ex- expressed any interest <laughs> no. in actually running for office. Uh, Bob and Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Morning, guys. How are we doing today? Good. Hey, I was listening to you a little earlier about the fentanyl thing. You know the- and I'm sure that'll the offer will be made to make that available here. You know, isn't that interesting? Somebody, most of these people are on probably on some type of SSI, well, whatever Canada's equivalent of SSI is, or what have you. And uh, so they're taken care of, furnish their drugs for them, and hey, if we just provide them with all the beer and chips they want, life will be good. Now, <laughs> this is just insane. Uh, where does it stop? Apparently, it doesn't. Yeah. No, I and I get it. Thank you for the phone call. I, I, I don't understand it myself. Now, in all fairness, I'm not a doctor. I um, have never been hooked on drugs. Um, I have had a family member hooked on drugs, but um, and, and that that family member, fentanyl, was one of his drugs of choice. I don't understand how giving fentanyl for free would have helped him get off fentanyl. You have to be in a situation where you've reached an inevitability, and and the uh, the inevitable is that they are going to do fentanyl no matter what you say. So you have a uh, down to two choices: they can get it off the street, and you know it can be impure or whatever, or you can get it from the government and it can be controlled, and then you know nobody dies of an overdose. So those if, if those are the two choices, you take the lesser of two evils. But you do have to be in a situation where you've decided that nothing can be done because they're going to right. do it anyway. And is that... And you have to think that it's part of your business. What I mean, there, there's more impact here than just this specific person. What does this do, do to society and the community? If, as we heard from the person who loves this, that he gets to go there four times a day, um, you know, if he's going there four times a day and is high four times a day, what kind of good and successful person towards the community can that person be? 
Probably, or is their only job for the rest of their life going to be yeah. laying around being high? Probably he's doing just as well as you can when you're hooked on fentanyl. That, that, and that's the question is like, if you make this so easy, will this just cause more and more people? Or are there just going to be people that said that say, no, I'm never going to do drugs no matter how easy or how free it is. I'm not going to try it. Or are you setting up a community for problems down the road beyond just the specifics of trying to keep people that are hooked on fentanyl alive right now keep them from overdosing or getting bad doses your thoughts 208-336-3700 pounds 670 on your verizon wireless we'll take a break more of your phone calls and emails coming up drive home live and local with nate shellman this afternoon at three now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi 921 talking about the uh, differences in the way idaho is fighting fentanyl and uh, the way that British Columbia, Vancouver, British Columbia, fighting fentanyl. Of course, it's highly illegal in the state of Idaho. And in Vancouver, they're trying an experiment of uh, just handing out pharmaceutical-grade fentanyl to everybody, having people um, there, medical people there, to make sure that nobody overdoses, or if they do overdose, they have medical professionals right there to help with the uh, overdose. There's probably a screening process of some sort. I, mean, you, I, I doubt you can just show up and say, hey, I want some fentanyl. I think you can just come up. I mean, I don't know if there's an age. You have to prove your age and sign in and, and, and do all that stuff. I mean, if this works so well, why don't they do it with everything? Well, I mean, they why do, not? They do it with like heroin needles and things like that. Why not set it up for free gun locations? We want to make sure that guns are safer. So we're going to have people come here and you get certain type of gun, single shot, maximum five round capacity magazine, no AR-15. We're going to give away safe guns to make people sure people are able to shoot safely. I mean, if that, I know that's a stretch and I'm, I'm using it as a, you know, way out example, but... I mean, if this is going to work, wouldn't it work with everything? I don't know. I mean, I, I there, mean, there are parents, you know, who have said, uh, well, the kid's going to do it anyway, so, you know, he might as well do it safely. My parents never had that attitude once in their entire lives. Mm-hmm. I don't think yours ever did either. No. But there are a lot who have. And they decide that, like I said, they decide something is inevitable or something is just flat out going to happen no matter what they do. And... There, there's a terrible way to do it and a little bit less terrible way. And so they pick the less terrible way, the lesser of two evils. However, it's always bad optics when your government is giving out free drugs unless it's to treat a disease or something. I, I Like I said, I, I have a unique view on this because I try to figure out, I, I don't, knock on wood, I don't have kids my own kids involved in drugs. I've never been involved in drugs, um, but I have I have a nephew, um, and it, I I don't know if this would have in any way. I don't think it would have helped him. Um, my nephew, just to give you an idea, is going to be going to federal prison, and it's his own fault. He got told he got lucky enough that he got told by a judge um, previously said I'm going to let you off. I'm going to be nice. I can tell you have good parents that you had a good upbringing. And I am going to give you one more chance. But if you blow this chance and you break the law for any reason, you go back on drugs, you're going to federal prison for a, a minimum of four years. 
And he knew this going in, and it's only been a year. and It took less than a year. He couldn't stay away from drugs. And now he's going to federal prison because he couldn't stay away from drugs and because he needed the drugs so bad, he had a burglary charge because he was trying to get money so that he could go buy his drugs. I, I, I don't understand that. I mean, here, here, well, you're looking, granted, but I'm, you're looking at it. I'm logically. looking at it from my standpoint yeah. that I've never had a problem with it. You're looking at it logically, and and people who uh, are on drugs don't look at things that way. Well, obviously he didn't because he knows, and he knows he screwed up. Well, if he should be able to look at the bars and figure that out. He knows that he screwed up, that he had a chance to get out of this, and he was doing great. And for whatever reason, eight or nine months later. He backslid again, and it only took him that one time, and then all of a sudden he's having to look everywhere to find it and looked in the wrong place, of course got charged for burglary, and now we'll be going to federal prison. I, that, it's that kind of mindset that I guess I don't understand because he has great parents. He has two brothers who are amazing men. And this man, he's, he's, he's 23 years old. Um, you know, he's raised by amazing parents, loving family. This wasn't, you know, a broken home where everybody's like, oh, if you're in a broken home, you have a higher chance of – of getting involved in drugs. I don't I don't think necessarily that's true. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the answer, but I'm just curious is one of these answers better uh the way the state of Idaho is fighting fentanyl right now or Vancouver? You can weigh in. We'll take a break here. We've got news at the bottom of the hour 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I give those phone numbers out though now specifically for one reason, not necessarily to call in and talk to us. Right now we're looking for caller number 6. Would you like to go see OAR? in concert tomorrow night. We've got a free pair of tickets for you if you are caller number six right now. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Dial carefully. Good luck. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. That is uh, OAR, one of the songs you're going to be able to hear tomorrow night in concert. Uh, Scott Lingle will be hearing that song. Scott was caller number six, picked himself up a pair of free tickets uh, to the Live Nation concert. Don't forget, uh, we're giving away concert tickets all this week from Live Nation in uh, honor of their uh, big, huge Live Nation concert ticket deal that's going on. Uh, there are some really huge concerts that you can get your tickets for only 20 bucks. Twenty dollars. Um, they're on sale while they last. Now, uh, if they sell out, they're not going to obviously be available anymore. But up until August ninth, you'll be able to select shows. There is one catch: you have to buy four tickets. All right. So yeah, the the, the tickets are twenty bucks, but it'll cost you eighty dollars because the minimum that you're allowed to purchase is uh, four of them. So keep that in mind. Check out the website Live Nation dot com forward slash summers live if you didn't win oar concert tickets right there listen in with nate shellman this afternoon uh after three o'clock he will have another pair for you to give away i believe we have flogging molly tickets tomorrow morning and that's a band right that's a that's a band well, flogging there, we, well, there, there we go there you go so you'd be it, listening it, in it would be an odd show if that were not a band uh chuck and nampa thanks for being uh patient good morning you're on news talk kby hey thanks for having me um I've been listening, and uh, it seems there's a lot of confusion as to why these people on fentanyl need to get high so many times a day. It seems very unusual. This guy's walking in and getting high for free for four times. 
um, uh, a lot of these people started off addicted to heroin. And um, when you get high on heroin, it lasts 12 to 14 hours. So theoretically, you could get high, try to be functional, make it through a work shift, and then have to deal with this getting more when you get off work. Um, with fentanyl, it lasts four hours. So you can't even make it through an eight-hour shift without becoming violently ill. Um, maybe giving it away for free is a way to get these people through a work day so they can get a stable paycheck. Just my thoughts. Hmm. All, All right. right. Thank you, Chuck. Well, Appreciate there's it. Some, and there's some information we didn't have before that. I did, uh, not, I did not know how long it lasted. Joe, and, and from what I understand, and once again, I've never been on heroin or fentanyl, but I, it used to be heroin was a drug of choice, but now well, you know, fentanyl even with, has taken over. But it's with, because with I, heroin, the, the, you know, the government would set up uh, not, not heroin clinics, but methadone clinics, because methadone apparently gives a similar, albeit considerably less intense, uh, they say, high than heroin. And you can wean somebody off heroin with the use of methadone. Uh, apparently, a lot of these drugs, you have to be weaned off them. You can't just quit them cold turkey or your body will go through too much that you can't handle. Well, and supposedly fentanyl from the research that I've seen is about 100 times stronger than heroin. Mm. And that's why it's kind of replaced because it's so much stronger than heroin that people are moving towards fentanyl instead of heroin. Uh, Joe writes in, um, so in Mike's world, it's okay to have a bunch of dead fentanyl addicts who take street drugs versus keeping users with clean fentanyl alive who offered counseling at each use and thus saving many lives over time. The Canucks have it right. Thanks, Mike. Are you in the funeral business too? I didn't, I didn't say, and never once have I said it's okay to have a bunch of dead fentanyl addicts. No, that's true. You didn't. Uh, who take street drugs. Um, I just by, by don't way, know if I want the government involved in in giving everybody free drugs. I just the, it seems weird to by me. By the way, can we say Canucks? Uh, I didn't. He did. I, I know he's. Well, I mean, we read it, but uh, I mean, it's it's the name of the Vancouver uh, uh, hockey team, the Canucks. Mm. But it's supposedly it's a derogatory term for a Canadian. Is Al- it? Although I since Canadian derogatory, use it, well, it's 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 like you know people used to refer to, to Polish people as Polacks. It's like that, but for Canadians, they're Canucks. You know, what did the Canuck? You know, it's it's like like jokes. You know. Okay, um, we'll we'll call them the Tooks. The well, Tooks have it right. I'm just wondering if has that ever has that ever come up that people say well you can't say Canucks anymore. Uh, Brad writes in, "Hey, bro, Vancouver, BC is basically just a bigger version of Portland. Nothing is legal, and it's a dump." You know, Port- Portland has similar policies. You're you're not wrong in that. You know, it's just not just Portland, but all of Oregon, where heroin, meth, fentanyl, all basically illegal. I mean, it's it's still not technically quote legal to do. However, it, as long as you have a limited amount that isn't being sold on the market, just personal use. Um, I, what is it? The, the law is that you get a hundred dollar fine and you don't even have to pay the hundred dollar fine if you agree to go to counseling. So if you go to counseling, you don't, you get the hundred dollar fine taken away and it costs you absolutely, uh, nothing if you agree to go counseling. Jake writes in and says, Idaho and the U.S. laws against drugs have been an abject failure for 40 years. Other countries trying different methods have had far better success than the U.S., so if your nephew had legal access to his drugs, all would be the same, except he would not have had to rob anybody, and he would not be going to jail. No, you're, you're not wrong there. But like I said, the, the question then becomes, down the road, if you have 
uh, huge community where, you know, drugs are okay, not just okay, but the government supplies them for free for you. What, what does that do as a community to the entire community? Are, you know, are you, because I, I once again, I, I've not been on fentanyl. I don't yeah. know. I do know my, my nephew and I've been around him when he was on drugs and he is not what you would consider a, uh, when he was on drugs, uh, a, a functioning member of society. So do you want a whole section of drug users this this goes beyond keeping them safe now you know the 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 immediate it goes down looking in in down the road if you're uh, as the government supplying free drugs to whoever wants them you know obviously i'm guessing there's going to be an age limit i i would i would think i don't know for sure it doesn't say in the article if 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 you're 16 or 15 years old and hooked on fentanyl if you could still go in and get them for free my guess maybe you can but down the road, as, as functioning parts of society, are these people then well, just non-functioning parts of society that continually will be, you know, given uh, fentanyl whenever they wanted it for free by the government? It's, it's a good question you bring up because one of the uh, suppositions there has to be that if somebody stopped using fentanyl, that at some point they would then become a functioning member of society. And apparently that's n- not a guarantee. No, it's not a guarantee, but I mean, and once again, because I've never been on drugs, I'll use my nephew. When he wasn't on drugs, he was great. He, he, a hard, hard worker, fantastic. I mean, people that hired him um, when he was clean and sober said that he was a fantastic worker. Being around him, he was funny. He was engaging, you know, at family functions. Mm -hmm. When he was on drugs, he wasn't. He sat there and could barely keep his eyes open. Um, wouldn't engage, and of course lost his job because he never showed up for a job. Um, I'm surprised he showed up for family functions. Well, since the function you know took place at the house, house where he was living, oh, okay. <laughs> he pretty much had to be there. So yes, he showed up, but he really didn't show up. Daniel says uh, a government selling or giving away fentanyl to addicts. Next thing you know, some state will open liquor stores and sell booze to alcoholics. Oh wait, never mind. Brandon Cuna, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, uh, sounded like the last guy touched on this, uh, but uh, I like alcohol. Alcohol is a drug, so can I get free beer or whiskey? Um, I don't know of any place that's giving away free beer or whiskey. I, I don't I don't know what they do in alcohol rehab centers, but my guess is giving you alcohol is not one of the things they do. I'm I'm joking, but that's that's the yeah. point. No, but I get I get yeah, I I hundred percent get your point. I know I know it was a joke, and thank you for the call, Brandon. But yeah, I I mean if that if this works, will will Vancouver, British Columbia, you know, start treating um, maybe it depends alcoholics on alcoholics the... the same way. It's like, well, we want to make sure that you're safe, and we don't want you driving or anything like that, and we want you to be able to get the help you need if you want to have, you know, um, consultants or whatever. Um, so come get your free booze here. We'll give you. We'll get you drunk for free. Yeah, the, the treatment and the, and the treatment could depend upon the severity of the withdrawal. You know, heroin, fentanyl, it's very severe withdrawal. Alcohol, severe, but probably not as severe as heroin. Although, again, I don't have a chart for that. Uh, Andrea, is it Andre? Uh, Andre. 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 Okay, Andre and Star. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. 
Morning, guys. Uh, so the last caller, I don't know where he got his information, but I'm an ex-heroin addict. For I've been clean for eight years now. Well done. Um, Can I ask you before before you make your point? How did how did you yeah. get clean? Because it's it's like it, you hear that that's one of the most difficult things to do. You've been clean for eight years. How did you do it? Honestly, um, I had a life and death experience, and so. I just come to realize that if I don't stop, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be dead. So, so living was more rehab. important than getting high at what finally at some point in your life. It got to that point. I was using for two years straight, and it got to that point where I lost my relationship, lost my friends, my family. So, it's uh, it was a tough time for me. But, what, what what part um, did what part did the caller have wrong? that you wanted to address? Uh, well, the, how long it lasts. Um, mm. I was using every four to three hours. And the withdrawals would kick in. You can't, you, you start feeling sick. You just start sweating. So, and I was using every three, sometimes even two hours. Could you hold a job? Uh, surprisingly, I did. I did, but I finally got to that point where I wasn't able, if I didn't have drugs, I wasn't able to go into work, you know? So it was, it was very tough times. Um, you would, I was, I had my brother, he was using two, he OD'd in front of me. So, so you're, in, you're in a unique, I was there. Yeah. You're in a unique situation. What do you think about, uh, Vancouver, British Columbia setting up, uh, free drug sites for fentanyl users? Do you think it's going to work? Uh, I think it's the dumbest thing they could possibly do. These people are never, ever going to get off. It's, it's honestly, it's a physical, mental, it's, I mean, it's not as bad as alcohol. From alcohol, you can die from withdrawals, but um, from heroin, you can't sleep, you can't eat, you can't, you can't do nothing if you're on withdrawals. So that's, that's pretty much why I kept using was because of withdrawals. I couldn't get off of them, but finally, finally, life was more important to me, right. so I, I had to stop. Andre, now, thank you. Uh, married, two kids, so. Andre, thank you for the call and being so open about it. It's nice to talk to somebody who had to go through this to uh, be able to get some information. Uh, appreciate you sharing this morning, and, and congratulations on your uh, eight years. Thank you, and thank you for taking my call. Scott Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, just uh, props to Andre. Pretty appreciate his uh, transparency and obviously his uh, honesty. And and I agree with him that it's just a horrible, horrible idea. Now, Mike, I I and Chris, I I am an investor in a treatment center down in West Hollywood, California, that my little brother owns. He was a drug. Uh, addict for many, many years. He's been sober now for 18 years and does amazing work down there. And, and, and I will tell you that in the case like with your nephew, Mike, it's court-mandated treatment. Because you hear stories about people going to treatment over and over and mm -hmm. over, and it doesn't work. And right. court-mandated treatment is actually the highest success rate of any treatment. Really? Right? And w w when the court basically says... Uh, you know, you're going to go to prison unless you change. Now, in the case of your nephew, he didn't make that change. So now he's going to have an opportunity 
to work towards that again. But court-mandated treatment is definitely the, um, uh, you know, the most successful, uh, highest percentage of success in treatment. And I just really, really um, can't emphasize enough, if you have a loved one who's struggling with addiction and and opiates, um, you should probably talk to your pharmacy about getting some Narcon to have uh, available with you at all times whenever you're around that person. Uh, in case they OD, it can save their life. So Narcon is a, is a, is a lifesaver for sure. Scott, thank you for the call. Thank you uh, for sharing this morning. Much appreciated. Yeah. We'll take a break. 946. We have one more segment on the way if you want to get through. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Interesting conversation this morning. Learning a lot. We always say if you listen to uh, Casper and Chris, you're going to learn something. And that includes uh, also us. Uh, appreciate to the uh, people who have dealt with this calling in and uh, sharing the thoughts this morning on Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, and whether or not what they're trying to do with fentanyl um, will work. I, one other question that I have, I wonder, because this is only going, it's not all of Canada, it's just Vancouver, British Columbia that's doing this. I wonder how many people will be moving to Vancouver who are hooked on fentanyl or you know want to do it because they know that they can get pharmaceutical-grade fentanyl for free if they go to that city. I wonder how many people this will cause to move to that city to take part in this program. I don't know. I'm I just a question. wonder how many people on fentanyl can, can you know, be that calculated. Good. There's another Nurse, good question. Nurse Drew says you cannot die from opioid withdrawal. Alcohol and benzodiazepine withdrawal can kill you. Just saying. You can die from alcohol and benzodiazepines withdrawal due to the seizure it will cause. No seizures with opioids withdrawal. Shane in uh, Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, guys, first I just want to say thanks for what you guys do. I listen to you every day. I appreciate it. You guys, you guys, you guys are doing over there, Sharon. Thank, thanks uh, for listening every day. It's uh, people like you that uh, keep us employed. Well, I appreciate it. Um, on the topic of open use, um, I myself, I was in active addiction for 20 years. I'm 35 years old. And I'm coming up on four years clean. I just passed four years clean on July 23rd of uh, heroin and meth use and uh, pills as, as well as fentanyl. And I'm, a, I'm an alumni of the Ada County Drug Court uh, program. And it was a combination of Drug Court and AA that got me clean. Um, I had made several attempts at it. Um, all of them were failed. I did them for the wrong reasons, and I didn't have the right resources. Um, so that's, uh, that's just one note. Uh, another one is that there's a book called Chasing the Scream that talks about countries that have allowed open use of everything. Um, some of them, depending on the drug, have had a lot of high success rate in people's recovery as well as their uh, economic ability. People will be able to live life on life's terms and still be able to maintain income and be positive influences in their family and in uh, society. Um, but there is no proof of the heroin, the opiates, uh, the fentanyl use being open, uh, being open and available, and it be having a high success rate because the death rate of it is so high. 
it takes the equivalent of one granule of salt of fentanyl to kill, to kill a full-grown man. So you leave that in the hands of somebody that's trying to, to balance it out, and they're going to fail, uh, especially when you're under the influence and you can barely get your, your pieces and parts put together to be able to do your drug, um, let alone scale it out. Right. So quest- question for you. Four years sober. First of all, congratulations and nice job. Um, is it a battle every day, or is it now to the point where you don't even think about it anymore? Uh, not anymore. Um, the, the battle that I struggle with today is with the guys that work under me. Um, there's uh, Because fentanyl is such uh, an epidemic here, I mean, screw, forget COVID, uh, but fentanyl is such an epidemic, it's affecting everybody so, so much that it affects, uh, I'm still active in the recovery community at AA, almost at least a monthly basis um, and saving with people at work. So it doesn't affect me personally as far as my, my cravings. Um, it's That has subsided. Um, there's there's things I come across, songs that I hear, certain smells, certain people that I talk to, they do like trigger the thoughts of it, but the cravings are gone. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd be lying if I said that it didn't cross my mind every now and then. But I have tools that I've learned through right. AA, getting a sponsor, working the twelve steps of how to cope with those to cope with those cravings. All right, thank you, uh, Shane. Appreciate the uh, call. Appreciate you uh, sharing what uh, you've gone th- gone through. And once again, congratulations. Uh, thanks, guys, and thank you for what you do. All right, thank you. Uh, a lot of first uh, person accounts today. We appreciate it because, uh, as Chris and I both said. We have so little knowledge um, when it comes to this stuff. So anything we share is is stuff we read. Yeah, barely academic knowledge even. Yeah. Appreciate the phone calls. Uh, We'll probably talk more about this. Uh, We're done for the day. Have yourself a great day. OAR tickets. Nate Shellman coming up this afternoon.